All right. Welcome, Shark Nation. Episode two of our Shark Radio podcast. A little rainy out there today, but that won't dampen our excitement to have football back in the low country. We have a huge show today, including a guest appearance by our head football coach, Rodney Summers, a preview of tonight's football game at James Island, and what will become the most anticipated segment in local radio, College Pick'em Friday. But first, what went down last night in the tank? May River and Hilton Head squared off on the volleyball court. Both teams were unbeaten and battling for the top spot in the region, and the Seahawks were victorious. Hilton Head took the first two sets, 25-18, to 25-11, before May River answered with the 25-22 victory in set three. Your Sharks came out hot in the fourth, fourth set, leading 14-10, to 10. But give Hilton Head credit, they refocused and went on to the four-set victory to take the match and currently first place in the region. Both teams will square off again in a couple weeks at Hilton Head, and the Sharks will host Beaufort this Tuesday. That is a change in the schedule. We are moving next week's Thursday game to Tuesday. It will be Tuesday. JV will tip or start at 5.30, varsity at 6.30, and it will be senior night. So come out and support your Shark volleyball team. Remember, tickets are limited. Tuesday night, senior night, Sharks versus Eagles. Also last night, our JV football team faced off against James Island and recorded their fifth straight shutout to open a season. They have never been scored on in the first game in school history. Touchdowns were scored by Tanner Macy, Kaysen Simmons, Cameron Mitchell, and Jackson Bybee. The defense, led by Karan Green, was perfect on the night, stopping James Island on seven possessions. They will be back in action Thursday at Bluffton High, kickoff at 6 p.m. We'll take a quick break and hear a word for our Shark Radio sponsor. And next, we'll have Coach Summers. Shark Radio is sponsored by Palmetto Bug Company, a commercial and residential bug control solution. Owned and operated by an educational professional, we make customer service a priority. Palmetto Bug Company. Welcome back. We want to thank Palmetto Bug Company for their sponsorship to Shark Radio. If you would like to be a sponsor, remember, please reach out to Brett Macy at brett.macy at buford.k12.sc. US and support your local high school athletics. We have Coach Summers in our studio to talk shark football and preview the James Island game tonight. Welcome, Coach Summers. Hey, thanks, Coach Mason, for having me. Most of you know Coach Summers was hired five years to open May River High School and build a football program from the ground up. After two years of struggling but building the foundation, we still made the playoffs those two years, and the Sharks have exploded onto the scene in the last two years of going 22-4 and four and playing for the lower state championship last year against Dillon. Most of you were there. We saw that game. Probably May River was the better team, just had a little too many turnovers to overcome against a strong Dillon team. With that said, Coach Summers is here. Now that the program has been built, Coach, kind of explain the difference between building a program and sustaining a program. Well, I think, you know, the number one challenge that we have right now is, is guys that re, re, are relying on past, uh, you know, success. 
And uh, that's something we keep reminding them each and every day, that those guys that uh, have built the program, that have been here now for four years, the ones that have moved on, the Gabes, the Kovacs, you know, um, Barrows, you know, Terry Fields, those guys worked their butts off in the weight room and uh, were committed to the program as far as doing what they had to off the field. So we're just trying to strive and do those things to, to make sure that, that we're doing those little things in the weight room and uh, off the field so that we can be successful on the field. Obviously, we have some different issues this year with the COVID-19. Um, we got a late start, as did most of the state. What are some of the major hurdles that we have to deal with on a on a day-to-day -day base, basis in football? Well, I mean, I was just talking to a, a couple guys this morning about that, and I feel like my job has, has been more of an administrator and a, a health care <laughs> provider almost uh, than a coach. So um, with all the guidelines in place, you know, we just have to make sure with – that we maintain our social distance, our high, you know, good hygiene. Uh, we're, we're constantly cleaning lockers, cleaning equipment. Um, there's a lot of administrative uh, work going on uh, for me right now, and just making sure my coach's staff is following the protocols and the players. You know, we keep stressing to the guys to uh, make sure they're, you know, doing everything they can so that we can continue to, uh, you know, have a season. And um, so I guess the biggest part right now for me is just. Uh, making sure that, you know, we're following all those different guidelines. Well, it is game day. So this is our first week of what coaches like to call game week preparation. How was practice? How did it go? How did the Sharks look? You know, how was your confidence level going into tonight? Um, you know, I'd say 50-50 uh, right now, confidence level. I, you know, not that I don't have confidence in our guys and, and what we can do. I think the, the fear factor there is just not having the, the summer not having June and July uh, to get our, our bodies prepared, our minds prepared to come out and play like we would have, you know, been the last couple of years. So, you know, that that right now has got, got a little bit of uh, doubt in our minds as coaches to see if our guys are, are uh, at the, at the uh, you know, the caliber that we, we want them to be at. We, we know we're behind, it, but, um, you know, we're not going to make that an excuse. And, um, you know, we've been working hard the last few weeks and, and trying to catch up. And the good news is, is we've got guys like Ahmad Green at quarterback, that four-year starter. We've got, uh, you know, some old linemen that are back from previous experience. We've got Eli Hall at linebacker and Stephen on the defense and Toshane. So, um, you know, with those guys' experience, um, hopefully that some of the new guys that are filling some holes and spots that we have open, um, you know, we can be successful. All right, most of us know, or some of us know, that the Sharks were in 3A classification last year and dominated that classification. And a lot of us don't know is James Allen was in 5A last year, used to play in the Goose Creeks, the Somervilles, the, the biggest schools we have to offer. So they're moving down to 4A. We're moving up to 4A. You know, what will the comparison be, not just in James Island, but just to step up in competition with 4A on a week-to-week -week basis? I think um, the one good fact that we have going for us is that we've played in 4A non-region. So uh, playing Buford, playing Colleton, playing Bluffton, playing Hilton Head uh, these last uh, couple years has prepared us to be ready to play in 4A. Now, we may not have the depth that some of the big schools have yet as far as numbers. I was really impressed with James Island's uh, JV team last night. I thought they were very organized, had a lot of depth, and uh, – you know, uh, thankfully we came out and played hard as a JV team and came out and ended up winning 26 nothing. So uh, testament to our guys for stepping up to the challenge to 4A for the for last night. 
Yeah, and I agree. If, if you weren't at the JV game last night, that there was there was a little bit different. It took them a couple quarters to get moving in the right direction, but the physicality did finally pay off. But I just think overall, 4A is going to be a little more fun to watch. Um, to be honest, it'll be a little closer games. Um, it won't be the 50 to 60 to threes against certain teams. So I think the community will appreciate that. Well, obviously, tonight's a road game. So kind of take us through, you know, quickly a road game game day for the coaches um, and players leading up to kickoff. A lot goes on behind the scenes, you know, trying to, especially with some of the new guidelines we have in place, um, you know, for one, making sure our kids are, are socially distanced on the bus ride up. You can take a long trip. That's one of the things you worry about as a coach is always going on a long trip and making sure you guys stay focused. So we'll, um, you know, we'll take about a two-hour ride up Charleston and, and eat on the bus uh, this time and maintain our social distance on up. And then uh, when we get off, it'll be a, a walk, walk, the, walk the field, kind of get stretch our legs a little bit. We'll have our, our team meetings, offense, defense, and special teams. And then, um, you know, we'll come together and, and get, get going as far as our uh, pregame um, uh, ritual that we do each time. And, and so, uh, you know, we're, we're looking forward to it. And, uh we, uh, you know, we're excited that we get to play football tonight. All right, finally, what should be what, – what is a key or maybe two keys to the matchup tonight against James Island? Offensively, we've got to be able to run the football. We've got to maintain the, uh, you know, line of scrimmage is, is where it's, you know, one up front. So, um, we've got to make sure that our O-line is, is able to, you know, push them around a little bit, and uh, that's going to be successful, you know, make us successful offensively. Defensively, we got to stop their quarterback and number seven at receiver. Those two guys can uh, can really do some damage if you uh, let them loose. So um, I think that matchup tonight with uh, you know Sunkins out there at, at corner and Stefan at safety, uh, they're going to be busy uh, with balls in the air and Eli and the linebacking crew and up front Toshane. They're going to have to put pressure on the quarterback and not let him slip away. All right, again, thanks, coach, for joining us today and good luck tonight. Thank you for having me. I'm gonna, uh, Look forward to seeing everybody uh, at James Island if you can make it. If not, uh, we'll see you next week versus Bluffton. Remember, tonight's game will be at James Island High School, kickoff at 7.30, and I believe tickets are still available at James Island Athletic Page. We'll take a quick break and be back with what will become our favorite segment on Shark Radio College Pick'em Friday. Go Sharks! Shark Radio is sponsored by Palmetto Bug Company, a commercial and residential bug control solution. Owned and operated by an educational professional, we make customer service a priority. Palmetto Bug Company. Welcome back. It is time for Friday's College Pick'ems. I am joined by our esteemed panel of Coach Matt Whitmore. He's a Buckeye fan for the million Ohioans out there. Coach Whitmore is our assistant AD, boys basketball coach, and boys golf coach. Welcome, Coach Whitmore. Hey, Coach Basie. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. The second part of our panel is Coach Ashley Powell, a Lake City grad. And there are three things Lake City is known for. Billionaire Darla Moore, world-famous NASA astronaut Ronald McNair, and, of course, Ashley Powell. Coach Powell is our defensive backs coach for football and our head wrestling coach. Welcome, Coach Powell. Thank you, Coach Mason. Very excited to be here. Okay, this is how this segment works. We will pick about 10 games, mostly in our region, but we will include Ohio State and Penn State for all the move-ins from the Midwest. 
Personally, I'm an Irish fan, so the Notre Dame haters will have to listen to our picks on the Irish as well, although they are out this week due to the COVID virus. With that said, let's get to the picks. Coach Powell, you're up first. Uh, first pick, uh, Miami, Florida State. Um, a term I use all the time is a, is a term bad spot. And uh, I think Florida State is in a really, really, really bad spot. Um, they lost to a Georgia Tech team two weeks ago. Their head coach got COVID. Um, Miami is one of the hottest teams in the country right now. Um, got a new offensive coordinator, high-level offense. I'm going Miami to blow the spread away. I got Miami winning by 21 at least. Yeah, Coach Paul, I'm going to have to agree with you on this one. But I have an uncle that played uh, center for Miami in the 70s. And uh, as a Buckeye fan, you know, Miami is one of the few programs that I can walk around and uh, kind of puff my chest out to those guys when we beat them for the title in, in 02. So, uh, as you said, Florida State's a dumpster fire right now. The program's lost that edge that carried them through the 90s and early 2000s. You got Coach Norvell out, out with the Rona. You talked about Miami's offensive coordinator. They're going really fast right now. They've got a legit QB for the first time in a while, and that's enough to continue their recent dominance in the series. As they push the win streak to four against the Knowles, Miami early and often. Canes score in the 30s. Knowles don't get to 20. Got to take the Canes. I'm going to make it three for three. Miami looked fast last weekend against Louisville. Not sure how good Louisville is, but, again, I'm agreeing with our panel. Florida State does not look good. They are in a bad spot. I'm taking Miami by at least 17. Coach Whitmore, next game, we got Tennessee at local South Carolina. Tennessee is minus three. What do you got? All right, South Carolina's beat the balls three out of four times, but my wife was born in Knoxville. The one time that Tennessee beat South Carolina in the last four years was last year. You got two programs that finished the season headed in completely different directions. Uh, Rocky Top won six straight to finish out the year last year. Um, however, Muschamp, coach of the Gamecocks, brought in Mike Bobo and graduate transfer quarterback Colin Hill from Colorado State. Bobo's back in the SEC from his long time at Georgia. Um, he'll be ready to help the Gamecocks offense, but I'm not sure it's enough to push him over the hump in week one. Tennessee brings back a lot of O-linemen, two best running backs. Quarterback Derek uh, Guarantano. He was kind of a wild card last year, but he earned a lot of respect with his toughness at the end of the year. If Tennessee takes care of the ball, I think this thing gets ugly. Tennessee's good on defense. Gamecocks offense will have some adjustment period uh, with the new coaching staff. So I think Rocky Top rolls. Um, I'm pulling for Carolina on this one. Local team, obviously, like to see our state do well, uh, even though I'm a Clemson fan. Um, Tennessee's won some recruiting battles as of late. Two of our top uh, players in our state the last two or three years have switched late commitments and have actually committed and played for Tennessee. Uh, both come out of Dutch Fort High School. Both are incredible players. One's an all-conference player and one is doing really, really well, I think, as a true freshman this year. Coach Whitmore alluded to the fact that Carolina's got a new OC. I think that brings uh, some new um, energy to the offense. they got to establish a run game. I think last couple of years, running game is something they've really, really struggled with, okay? Well, I'm talking a lot about Carolina here. I'm going to say Tennessee Orange is really, really close to Clemson Orange, so therefore I'm going to have to go with the Tennessee Vols. All right, panel's in agreement again. I like Tennessee also. Pretty much the same reason Coach Whitmore alluded to early. I thought Tennessee was moving in the right direction late in the year. South Carolina wasn't. Um, I don't think the old sandstorm will be as effective with only 15,000 in the stadium. So I don't think this year with the COVID-19, that home field is going to be as big an advantage across the country. 
I like Tennessee probably by about a touchdown to 10 points. Next, Big Bad Bama at Missouri. Coach Powell, what do you got? Bama's spot Missouri, 28 points early in the week. Bama, I think, has got some questions at quarterback. Not sure that's going to matter. Um, Missouri's got a new head coach. Um, Bama is, I think, had a bad taste in their mouth how the end of the year last year ended. Um, Bama's going to get back to the running game. Always really, really good on defense. I don't see Missouri scoring much at all. Therefore, I got Bama in a, in a 35, winning by at least 35. Good pick, Coach Powell. Good pick. Bama's supposed to be the real deal this year. Mizzou is having some COVID-19 issues. Uh, they were supposed to have 12 players out, but they, allegedly they're getting five of them back. I don't think it matters. Uh, watching Alabama last year, I felt like they weren't as physical as in previous seasons. I, mean, I used to watch them in fear for the other team's safety. I think a little bit of that physical dominance returns both on both sides of the ball. They got the big running back, uh, back Najee Harris. I think their screen game will be real solid. I thought Mac Jones did a pretty good job filling in a quarterback. I think uh, they hold a huge advantage with this crazy offseason with Mizzou getting a new coach. I think you roll tied 41-10. I got it. Yep, in agreement. Bama's supposed to be really good this year. They're talking them up. Um, Missouri's struggling. I like Alabama by at least probably 35-42. to 42. Alabama's my pick as well. Next up, we got Florida at Ole Miss. Ole Miss went through some coaching changes. Florida is minus 13 at Ole Miss. Coach Whitmore, what do you got? I got two words for you guys. Lane Kiffin. It'll be entertaining. I'm sure he'll have Ole Miss all fired up. I think when he got to Tennessee, they had to open up with Alabama, and he gave some speech at some hotel and had people uh, ripping down the chandeliers and throwing chairs all over the room. He'll probably pull something like that again, and, and I think Ole Miss will start off hot, but then I think reality sets in and Florida will take over. Uh, Gators quarterback returns as well, and they've recruited a ton on defense. Um, Ole Miss will ride emotions early, but they'll fall to the wayside late. Florida will get a late score to cover, 34-17. Coach Whitmore, I agree with you here uh, with that Florida pick. I, I think Lane Kiffin's going to have them excited. They're going to come out on fire. I was very impressed with Florida towards the end of the last season. I think uh, the coach being there a couple of years, they really got themselves back in, to me, as a, as a top-10 team year in and year out. I'm excited where Florida's going. I think Florida's become too physical on defense. Not really sure Ole Miss is quite ready for that. I think maybe years to come potentially. I'm going Florida Florida by 17. That's going to make it four for four, although I think the spread's going to be close. Haven't been sold on Florida's offense the last few years. Um, not a Lane Kiffin fan. He's had 12 jobs in what seems like 12 years for a reason. Um, again, the emotion will probably be there early. But I do like Florida with a late cover, probably winning by 14 to 17. So I'm going with the Gators. Up next, we got the Georgia Bulldogs at lowly Arkansas. Georgia minus 24. Coach Powell, what do you got? Upset pick. Upset pick here. I'm going with Arkansas. Um, <laughs> I think uh, more both teams, Arkansas struggled at the end of the year, got a brand-new coach. Um, Georgia's got a quarterback issue. The quarterback, um, the transfer from Wake, decided to sit out due to COVID, I think, a little bit. Uh, potential problems there. But also, if I'm not mistaken, the Arkansas head coach came from Georgia. I think he's going to be a little bit familiar with what's going on there. I think he's brought a new energy. Um, the wide receiver coach at Arkansas, former uh, South Carolina our state alumni, uh, Coach Stepp, uh, was retained by Arkansas. He's a great coach, excited to see what they do. I think it's going to be close, but I think uh, Arkansas gets a late score to get it inside that 24 range. What are you talking about, pal? Good grief. 
Arkansas is in shambles. They lost like 19 conference games in a row or something like that. I mean, I had a hard time even researching this thing. However, you did allude to the fact that Sam Pittman from Georgia is the new uh, Arkansas head coach, highly regarded, very well respected. I just think the talent gap between the two programs is way too big right now. Um, I think that's a great hire, kind of like a Jeremy Pruitt at Tennessee. I think it's going to take him a couple years to do things the right way, and, and I think he's got a big mess to clean up there. Um, Georgia replaces enough key pieces, I think, to keep the pedal down late and try to get as many reps for some of those new guys that they've got in there, especially at the quarterback position. They got the transfer from USC. Um, I don't know if they've announced who they're starting yet. That's JT Daniels. They got the other kid uh, who at one point was committed to Ohio State, so you know he's legit. That's Dewan Mathis. Um, he's from up in the Midwest, so we know he knows how to play football. Um, I think both those guys may get some time. If not, they'll stick to one, and they'll try to keep the pedal down, and I think they cover big. I'm going to agree with Coach Whitmore here. Um, Georgia has been recruiting at an elite elite level the last few years. I think they've fully entrenched themselves behind Ohio State, Clemson, and Alabama as an elite team, probably the second tier in there. Um, they're not them three, but they're right there. They've recruited at a high level. I've got to see something from Arkansas first before I'm picking them. I'm going Georgia. Next up, your defending national champion, Louisiana State University, will host new coach Mississippi State Bulldogs. Coach Whitmore, what do you got? You guys think Corso and Herb Street and Fowler are listening right now? Because you're probably going to hear a lot of the same stuff when you turn on game day uh, tomorrow morning. But back to this game. LSU lost a lot. I mean, a lot. I think they lost like 14 guys in the NFL. Mississippi State has graduate transfer quarterback from Stanford, and they got some guy named Mike Leach coaching. If you want some entertainment tomorrow, you need to turn on this Mississippi State game. Leach is going to be a ton of fun to watch in the SEC. I think he brings a style that the league will need to adjust to. Um, if they can protect, they'll be successful. I think it's a year or two before they get it going and really compete for a league title. But I think with the turnover at LSU, uh, Mississippi State hangs around long enough to get the cover. This style of play, you know, they aerate it. They throw it everywhere. That gives you a great chance for the dreaded backdoor cover if you're taking the favorites. So be careful here. I'm going Bulldogs with a late score. I'm going LSU for the same exact reasons you just said. You picked um, uh, Mississippi State. I think they're going to throw the ball way too much. I think LSU has elite defenders. Um, I'm a Clemson fan, but DBU, I think, has to go to LSU. LSU graduated a ton, a ton of, of talent. Um, I think the Browns' current NFL roster and some of those Bengals guys are probably loaded with LSU uh, grads. Uh, I think my boy Ed Ogeron gets it done. I think LSU covers 21 at minimal. I'm going to lean with Coach Whitmore again. Um, again, huge Mike Leach fan. Um, one thing I would kind of be wary of is about once a game up there in Washington State, or once a year, excuse me, they just kind of laid an egg where their <laughs> offense doesn't click. They don't score as many points as you think that they would on that given night. But if they can avoid that game against LSU, I do think they have enough offense to cover with the turnaround at LSU. Probably a late cover, but I do like them to cover. I'm going Bulldogs on this one. Next up. Kentucky at Auburn. We got Auburn minus eight. Coach Powell, what do you got? I'm going Auburn. Um, Auburn's got an established quarterback. I didn't do a whole lot of research here. I know Kentucky entered the year, got decimated with injuries at the quarterback spot. 
Kentucky at one point, the last four or five games of the year, they had a wide receiver playing quarterback for him. Uh, he's, he actually did a really, really good job. He's off to the NFL. Um, I think one of the, the, the coaches who, who gets the least recognition for what he does is the head coach at Kentucky. I think he has taken that team above the expectation at that place. However, I think Gus Malzahn and Auburn, they, they have got to get it going. Um, I think Gus Malzahn got a off, new offense identity a little bit last year, changed up a little bit. Uh, Auburn's got a good quarterback coming back. I'm going to go Auburn to win by 10. Good pick, Coach Powell. Kentucky D should be good. And as, as you said, Coach Stoops over there at Kentucky does a great job. I think they're they're an underrated program and an underrated coaching staff. He'll have the defense ready for sure. Um, Kentucky also, as you talked about, gets their starting quarterback that they lost the injury last year. They get him back. However, Auburn returns Bo Nix. He took some lumps early, but competed really hard as a <coughs> freshman. I thought the kid had a ton of heart. Um, I think this is a really good football game, and I think it stays, it stays really tight. I think Auburn gets a late score to cover the spread. I got him by about 10 points. All right, I'm going to be the lone wolf here. I'm going to take the Wildcats, and that pains me from being from Indiana, but I'm going to go Kentucky. I do like their, the fact their, their quarterback is coming back. Auburn lost about 50% of its production on offense and defense. That defensive line, the massive athletic defensive line they had last year is gone. I'm sure they have kids to replace them, but there's no way they're going to be as good as that last D-line from last year. So I'm going to go with Kentucky with the cover. Next up, we got a little southeastern flair with Georgia Southern at ranked Louisiana. The Raging Cajuns. Coach Whitmore, what do you got? I got G-A-T-A, baby. I think Louisiana is a little overrated. I think Georgia Southern is a tough, hard-nosed program. I think a little bit of ball control and a few breaks here and there, and the Eagles hang enough to cover the spread. I'm not sure they went outright, but I just have a feeling that they can hang and keep this thing close and stay within that 15 points. Go Eagles. Coach Whitmore, I'm in agreement with you here as well. I'm going Georgia Southern. I think Louisiana Lafayette is a very good football team. Their quarterback is very dynamic. But as you, if you watched him play Georgia State last uh, last weekend, um, Georgia State had him close. Was uh, Louisiana Lafayette was down two scores, came back. I think that created a little bit of recipe for a potential way to beat Louisiana Lafayette. Georgia Southern lost two weeks ago to Campbell, uh, which I thought, and actually won late. Excuse me, um, but Georgia Southern was missing a ton of players. Uh, due to COVID. I think Georgia Southern with uh, Shia Works as a senior quarterback. I think he's a leader. He's from South Carolina, from Newberry High School, up the road. Uh, I think he's a phenomenal athlete. Very excited to see what he does as a senior this year. I'm going Georgia Southern to hold it inside of 15. I'm going to go with those two as well. Georgia Southern getting some of those guys back. I think it was something like 33 missed last week's game. Um, I think most of those guys are back. I did not like how Louisiana looked last week against Georgia State. Um, they were basically given a gift victory there late in the game. I'm going to go Southern to cover. Last up, we got Kansas State at Oklahoma. Oklahoma's 26-and-a-half-point favorites in what has been the abysmal Big 12. <coughs> Coach Powell, what do you got? I've got to guess what I consider another uh, upset here. Uh, make sure you understand that Kansas State is not the Kansas Jayhawks, okay? Don't get those confused. I think potentially if it was Kansas uh, Jayhawks, I would definitely go Oklahoma, probably about 45. But Kansas State, I think they have a ball control offense. Typically there's a game every year, like Coach, uh, Coach Macy talked about a little while ago, that a team shows up. Kansas State, every year they find someone who they are outmatched against and play really well. Uh, Kansas State has a really, really good uh, coaching staff. 
I see uh, Kansas State controlling the ground game, even though they had a bad loss a couple of weeks ago. I was not real happy with that. Oklahoma is starting a new quarterback. Oklahoma's got problems on defense, like always. I'm going Kansas State uh, not to get beat by 26 and a half. Boy, Coach, I'm, I'm glad you alluded to that Kansas State loss because I almost interrupted you and asked if you watched from week one. Boy, they were part of the Big 12 flop that the league produced in week one. You know, Spencer Rattler steps in a quarterback for the Sooners, very dynamic, very highly rated. Um, I don't think their offense will miss a beat. <coughs> K-State knocked off the Sooners last year. Um, you know, the Wildcats are coached by the old coach from North Dakota State. As you alluded to, I think one of the most underrated staffs in America. They do a great job controlling the ball. People are talking about Oklahoma's defense and how it's better under Alex Grinch. I think it's overrated. Alex Grinch, their defensive coordinator, couldn't hack it at Ohio State. They sent him packing. I think tomorrow K-State controls the ball enough to keep the chains moving and keep the ball away from Oklahoma. I think the Sooners win by three touchdowns, but it's not enough to cover that big spread. I got the Sooners 45-21. And I'm in agreement on that final pick. I'm going K-State basically because of the North Dakota State connection. If you guys have watched FCS football, um, known as 1AA back in the day, North Dakota State has been dominant. That staff came from there, and if you really watch them and break down film, they are always finding a way to block linebackers with moving linemen. They've, they reinvent the wheel really well. Again, I think that's going to be enough to cover. I don't think they get the upset, upset this year um, due to Oklahoma's dynamic quarterback, but I do like K-State to cover. So we're going K-State on the last one. And that's it for today. That's all of our picks. We are going to track our picks throughout the year, a little friendly contest. We'll probably add a coach as well, but these three, these two will be staples as well as I. So thank you for tuning in to College Pick'em. And here's a word from our sponsor, Go Sharks. Shark Radio is sponsored by Palmetto Bug Company, a commercial and residential bug control solution. Owned and operated by an educational professional, we make customer service a priority. Palmetto Bug Company. All right, welcome back. Again, we want to thank Coach Powell and Coach Whitmore for their guest appearance on College Pick'em today and as well as Coach Summers for his insight in tonight's football matchup. Um, we do want to talk about a few things on our Monday podcast regarding the Bluffton game, home game. Um, so please tune into that. should be made uh, available either Sunday night or Monday morning. If you are traveling to James Island, remember, masks must be on, clear bag, no bag policy. And that will be the same for when at our home games. Um, we need to wear a mask at all time. Those are high school league policies. Those are not May River or even Beaufort County policies. So please keep your mask on, whether it be outside at a football game or tennis match or inside at a volleyball match. Um, please remember to do that. And again, look for our podcast. We will go over more details of the Bluffton game and online ticket sales for next week's games. There will be no cash sales at May River High School um, this year. So look for online ticketing. Again, it was a huge show today. Hopefully everyone tuned in. Spread the word of Shark Radio. I want to thank our sponsor, again, Palmetto Bug Company. Thank you to them for reaching out to be a Shark Radio sponsor. If you are interested, please contact us at May River High School, and we will get you on the podcast. That's it for today. Have a great weekend, and go Sharks!